Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. So Ed Wade served as the Phillies general manager from 1998 to 2005. Alex, he acquired players like Ryan Howard, Chase Sutley, Cole Hamill, Shane Victorino, Jim Tomey. He hired Charlie Manuel. He basically built the team that went on to win the World Series in Philadelphia. And Ed Wade joins us now via the Brownie and Crouppen celebrity line. Ed, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing, my friend? Doing fine. Happy to be with you guys. Absolutely. Happy to have you. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about building a championship caliber roster because in St. Louis, it's now been 10 years since the Cardinals have have reached and won a World Series. What, in your opinion, is like the biggest difficulty in, in the modern sport, the modern day of building and constructing a championship roster, Ed? I think I think the real the real test is is patience. Uh, you know, we went through this in Philadelphia when I became general manager there, and in December of '97, we had had a good run. Lee Thomas uh, spent a long time with the Cardinals, did a terrific job there, and then and then came and did a great job in uh, in Philadelphia, and, and certainly was a great mentor of mine. But uh, at the point where we got in 1998, we felt that we had to try to to uh, follow the line of get good and stay good. And uh, this was, you know, this was pre-rebuild era where uh, you know teams couldn't uh, couldn't tank entire seasons, particularly if you were going to try to survive in Philadelphia. So what we tried to do was to get good and stay good and sort of travel parallel paths. But you know, in all honesty, I think I think the level of patience is the toughest part because everything is uh, you know instantaneous these days, whether it's social media or or the nonstop uh, Major League Baseball network. Everybody can tune in and expect immediate results. And, and I think if you're going to be successful for the long term, you've got to sort of drown all that stuff out and just concentrate on trying to build, a, first and foremost, a solid player development and scouting system and then hope that your core nucleus comes from there and, uh, and then build around it. And I feel like in baseball, it's probably the most difficult to be patient with some of these players because, as you mentioned, you know, you want it as fast as possible. But baseball is a sport where it feels like it takes these guys some time to develop. So how important is it with that internal scouting and internal player evaluation to sit there and say, no, we need to hold on to this guy because he's going to turn into something? Uh, I, I think it's huge, and, and uh, it's more difficult the closer that you get to the finish line where you think you've got a chance to uh, to get there in the postseason play and hopefully to a World Series championship, 
it becomes more difficult. But but from from the standpoint of of patients, it's really got to be an overarching uh, you know edict or 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 passion that your entire organization has. You know, we always made sure that our scouts understood that uh, our goal was to get good and stay good. That we were interested in trying to find the best athletes available. We weren't going to try to draft for a position because. You know, we make plans and God smiles and you think you're covered at one position for, for six years and you've got a, a top prospect coming up along the way and the next thing you know, things happen. So we always try to make sure that, that everybody uh, traveled on the same wavelength, uh, that our player development people understood that the players coming in weren't necessarily finished products, that there had to be a level of patience, there had to be a level of instruction that uh, they carried you down to the finish line and uh, you know, fortunately for the Phillies, uh, it, it, it worked out uh, with the uh, with the World Series championship in, in 08. I wish it had happened a little bit sooner, but I think the groundwork that we laid uh, in those eight years that, that I had an opportunity to be the general manager, uh, you know, certainly paid dividends with regard to the to the core nucleus of the club that, that Pat Gillick and then Ruben Amaro were able to build around. Ed, I love that mantra of get good and stay good. And in a lot of ways, that is basically maybe not in those exact words, but that's kind of been the philosophy here in St. Louis as well. They try to build a sustainable winner every year. I am curious, though, because with what the Dodgers are doing with both of their their spending internationally and just on their roster as a whole while also as you mentioned we're in the era of the rebuild where teams are willing to tank for a couple of years and then get good for a couple of years with that really high peak and then go back into the valleys how difficult is that to be able to be the team that gets good and stays good while also competing with these other teams that aren't following that model well, it is difficult, and, and uh, we certainly struggle at different times in, in following that philosophy. Uh, but again, this wasn't the tanking era, so we were, you know, all, all through that period of time, we were, you know, we were ten games above five hundred, three or four years in a row, twelve games above five hundred, I believe, or fourteen games above five hundred in two thousand and five, my last year as general manager. But we never, we never crossed that finish line, and there were certainly points in time where we could. Uh, you know, we could have entertained making major trades, which would have involved uh, a lot of the top prospects, many of whom went on to uh, you know to World Series fame. The, you know, the the one guy that I always talk about, not only from the standpoint of of the the level of competition at the big league level, but from a scouting philosophy, and it plays a little bit stronger these days because of uh, of the of the analytics push, which I think is very important and very vital, but. I use the example uh, of somebody that you guys have familiarity with because of where he's from. We, uh, you know, we had a player uh, who our area scout for Philadelphia, Jerry Lafferty, kept telling our scouting director, Mike Arbuckle, who really was, uh, uh, again, another side trip a little bit. Mike Arbuckle, I believe, was the best hire in, in the history of the Phillies, at least the most recent history for the work that he did as our scouting director. But the, the Jerry Lafferty kept coming back to, uh, to Mike Arbuckle because there was a player out there who a lot of teams had turned their backs on, uh, he had a bad junior year in college, uh, but Jerry Lafferty knew the player, knew his makeup, and, and knew what his potential was despite the, the tough junior year and despite some holes. And that player turned out to be Ryan Howard. Uh, you know, went on to be an MVP and uh, and uh, a tremendous catalyst in the uh, in the Phillies championship run and in the in the World Series in 2008. Uh, but we had many many opportunities along the way to trade Ryan Howard. I had gone out inside Jim Tomey as a free agent because Ryan was still a developing player, and I think a lot of teams saw what Howard's capabilities and potential were at that point in time. But we resisted those types of moves in order to try to, again, get good and stay good and, and to build a core nucleus that then 
as your economic situation changes, as it did with us moving from Veterans Stadium to Citizens Bank Park, where we had more revenue to work with, uh, then you start to fill in those big pieces that you can't fill in uh, from your system. And again, the first one in that vein was was Jim Tomey. But but I really think uh, it was probably easier to do in that vein from the standpoint of, of building that nucleus. At the same time, it does seem that more more fans are more accepting of the uh, of the rebuild uh, process. Uh, I, I find it unseemly because I think if you're going to ask people to put their, their hard-earned money on the table to come see Major League Baseball, you should try to put the best product out there despite the fact what your end results may be or what your, 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 your plan for the future may be at that point. We're talking to Ed Wade. He was the Phillies general manager from 1998 through 2005. Ed, you mentioned, though, that you, like you said, you weren't in that rebuild era in those early 2000s. And now, I mean, every year it could be as many as five, seven, maybe even in some seasons, 10 teams teams that are doing that do you think that model still works today can you uh, you can definitely win that way the cardinals have shown that can you win world series that way now in 2021 in your mind i i think yeah, i i think obviously you've, you've seen clubs who have been able to do that who have gone from uh from a position of, of really uh, sort of rubbing nickels together then and then down the road they're able to win a championship and their fans were patient enough and came back and and supported it uh yeah, so obviously, I think it's I think it's you're capable of doing that. But again, in in the entire process of things, you know, you look at what the Cardinals did over the years there in in, in building a core nucleus around around their their core players, but then going out and adding play, players along the way uh, who could uh, who could match up with uh, with the core nucleus and make it even stronger. And you see that in a lot of in a lot of other circumstances. So I think I still think that you can do it that way. Uh, it does ask your fans for a a measure of patience, but not nearly uh, the measure of patience when you're when you're sort of reconciling yourself that this could be a 90 or 100 loss season or seasons uh, on the near horizon as you try to reach your ultimate goal. And in your opinion, what's more difficult to to stay patient to develop? Is it position players or is it pitching? Well, I think it's more difficult from a pitching standpoint because, uh, you know, it's if you try to go out and construct a staff uh, from outside through trades or free agency, uh, you're you you don't know what you're really inheriting. You can you can be as 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 dedicated to your scouting as you possibly can. You can look at all the analytics, but you never quite know what you're getting when it's a player coming from another organization. Uh, if if it's somebody who you've you've brought into the organization. You know how they've been handled. You know that how they've been treated through your system. You know what your uh, you, what your philosophy is from a pitching standpoint, and, and what your expectations are. And I think we, I, I, I guess the bottom line is if you've got a chance to, to to develop more players like a Cole Hamels and others who have come through a system, uh, I, I just think it's a safer play for you. Uh, pitching is so difficult to find. Uh, you've got to go always go out there obviously and fill holes uh, that, that you can't fill internally. But I think the bottom line is if you can if you can build that core pitching staff and have uh, have enough depth in your system to be able to sort of play over the the injuries and and the disappointments along the way, I, I think that's that's really the the core part of what you're trying to develop from a player development standpoint. Couple questions left here with Ed Wade on 101 ESPN. Ed, when you were a general manager, what was your view of the Cardinals as an opposing GM? Always tough. We, we we seem to get our brains beat out every time we went to St. Louis. I'm I'm not I I can't I, I guess I could go back and look at eight years worth of day by days, but I have a hard time remembering us winning many series in St. Louis. 
Yeah, it's and again, I talked about Lee Thomas at the be, at the beginning of the interview, and 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 Lee, you know, Lee's background was player development in, in St. Louis, and and you know, I saw the players that Lee was able to develop there, and and really when when the opportunity presented itself to me to to be a general manager, I wanted to be in a position where we were developing those guys to to come through. I didn't care whether they were high school players or or college players, players coming from from Latin American signings. Everything was 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 focused in getting good and staying good, having a consistent approach to things, having players understand that you know the Phillies' way at rookie ball was the same as it was in the big leagues, so that when they got to the big leagues, they're not finished products, but they're not they're not awed by the second you know the second deck on the ballpark, or things are so, done so much differently at the at the major league level than they were at the minor league level. I just think that whole philosophy of of drafting the best players available, signing the best players available, exclusive of position, getting them into your system, teaching them the right way is a key. And the Cardinals, you know, the Cardinals have been textbook on that for, oh, my God, you know, you could probably say for the last 80 years of doing it the right way. And, and they're doing it against the backdrop, of, again, as the game changes and philosophies, the, the, the global philosophy of baseball change, the Cardinals have always had that consistency, and, and, and I would suspect – yeah, with Mo down there, I think it's just a matter of time before they get to the finish line. Last question that I've got for you, Ed. There's always something that is undervalued in the game, right? There was a, a book that was written on it, and it was the Moneyball book, right? There, people were undervaluing on base percentage at the time. What do you think people are undervaluing now? Is there any one thing that you could put your put your finger on? Well, I, I, I guess... I guess my answer to that is it may not be undervalued, but but the game, the pace of the game these days. I'm not talking about time of game, but I'm talking about again the, the Cardinals' way of playing baseball, of stealing bases and hit hit and run. The athleticism that that takes. I mean, we, the, the the obviously the 21st century athlete is is bigger, stronger, probably faster than than it's than than it's ever been that as a group. Uh, but we don't utilize that skill set at, at at the major league level or or in our game at this point in time. I'm hoping some of the changes that 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 are that are being suggested will will take hold and 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 have some sensibility about them. I'm hope, but I, I I'm hoping that whatever we do, we get back to that point where we're not undervaluing the athleticism. And I think the fans the fans don't want to sit for three hours and twenty minutes of strikeouts and a handful of home runs. They don't want to sit there and think that they're watching a video game. Uh, they want to see. I, I really believe the fans want to see that athleticism and the game played at, at a level that we saw in the in the 70s and 80s and 90s, where you had this com- combination of power and speed. You just didn't have guys throwing 104 miles an hour. You had you had guys who who were able to hit corners and make pitches and and pitch with the tempo. I just think that that overall that overall atmosphere or approach to the game. Would, would make would make the sport better, and I think it would be far more interesting for the fans than than probably what we've seen over the last couple of years. I know there are Cardinals fans in their cars right now that are nodding in agreement with everything that you just said. He is Ed Wade, Phillies general manager from 98 through 05, served as the GM of the Astros as well from 2007 to 2011. Ed, thank you so much for the time today. We sincerely appreciate it. Uh, we hope, Hopefully we can talk with you again soon, my friend. That'd be great. Love talking baseball. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Ed. Absolutely. That's Ed Wade joining us here on 101 ESPN.